Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Project Brief here on the Boink Network Discord. I'm your host, Delta, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Jeringo. I'm beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> You're all beautiful. All right. <laughs> so, everyone. Everyone in the chat here who joins us every week. Yeah, that's it. And if you don't know what the beautiful Project Brief is, it's an episode that I run here on the Boink Network Discord, a part of the Boink Radio, where we talk about a project in simple terms. Um, some of them new projects, some of them are really old projects, some of them are projects that stopped working a while ago, but they're still fun to look at. Um, and uh, as usual, we have a new beverage this week. So, Jeremy, would you like to guess what I have today? I heard a little bit beforehand, and there was a pop. You Something is a fluid you've had for a long time, but haven't opened in a while. And you poured two things together. Uh, That's exactly it. <laughs> it's like, you're spot on. <laughs> so, what could he have had? Uh... I'm going to say liquid nitrogen and ice cream. Ooh, close. (laughs) Actually, Toastun is more close to it. Rum and Coke. Um, So, so (laughs) my friends know that I do reviews for non-alcoholic beverages on this podcast. (laughs) And so let's just say that for my birthday, they got me a very, very, very expensive bottle of non-alcoholic American malt by the Liars Company. Oh, like this nice. bottle and I don't know how how big is the bottle? 700 milliliters, so that's uh, 23 ounces for you Americans. That was 50 bucks. Damn. For not even a liter. Okay, and so <laughs> this American malt when you open the bottle, it smells like it smells pretty alcoholic. Like, not gonna lie, yeah, it, it smells pretty alcoholic, and you can smell the spices from it as well. But when you put it into something and mix it with something, it's actually not that bad. And you're lucky because I only have a little bit left. <laughs> um, and what I've done is I've basically got a kaffir lime. For those of you that don't know what a kaffir lime is, it's probably the strongest lime that ever exists. Um, I've squeezed that into a little, uh, into a little, uh, cup and I've also put in a whole bunch of Bundaberg ginger beer and I've been saving this little mini can of Bundaberg ginger beer for about a week and a half now. So I've been holding myself back from drinking it. The ginger beer does save it. Like you need sugar in this stuff. It's, it tastes horrible without sugar. <laughs> All right, let's give it a taste. Oh, yeah. So smooth. You get the spice from the ginger beer, you get the spice from the malt, and then you get the lime that comes in and just washes it all away. You guys need to try this. <laughs> well, It's sorry. a complete waste of money, but it's worth it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's move on to the project brief then. <laughs> the beverage brief proceeds the, the beverage brief. brief. Alright, as usual, Jeringo, what's your favorite language? Hmm. 
Are you kind of like a French sort of guy? Are you, do you like your? Are you comfortable with your English or? Uh, I don't like English. I'm comfortable with it. I think I like the way, like the way. Are you asking the way a language sounds when someone's speaking it? No, no like what's your favorite language? If someone comes up to you and asks what's your favorite language, what would you tell them? I would say Japanese, but I can't speak Japanese. I just like the inflections. Yeah, yeah, Musical. Japanese is pretty good. Yeah, um, I'd say Python's probably my favorite language. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, and Sackpop says Klingon, which is another good choice, too. <laughs> that word did almost leave my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so today we're actually talking about a project that works with languages. More specifically, assembly languages. <laughs> Programming languages. Um, so the project is called Loda, L-O-D-A. And it's a newborn project that's come, uh, come around pretty recently. And basically what it's trying to do is it's trying to find more efficient algorithms to generating number sequences. So there's a little bit to unpack here, by the sounds of it. So we're going to get into it, and it might be more of a longer episode this time. So Loda is a Boink project that's run by a Mr. Christian Krauss. I think that's how you pronounce that, and a whole bunch of other people. Now, I couldn't find any link to a university or a particular scientific paper, so if anyone can actually find that, that'd be great. But as far as I can see, it, literally, it's just a project that's come up just because it's something fun and interesting that they wanted to try out. Um, and yeah, I guess see how far it goes. So LODA stands for Lexographical Ordered Descent Assembly. I'll say that a bit slower. Lexographical order descent assembly. So that's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty chunky word. And basically all it is is just a programming language. And they uh, computers pretty much use this language in order to find new methods of uh, essentially calculating things. I mean, that's kinda what a programming language is anyway, except instead of the people being the programmers, it's the computers being the programmers now. So, yeah, I, I don't know how many people would have thought that computers will be programming by now, but we're getting to the stage where they are, <laughs> and it's a little bit scary. But first, let's talk about uh, number sequences. So, uh, what is a number sequence, essentially? It, it's simple. You might think you know what it is, but its importance is not uh, very obvious um, either. So, I mean, anything could be a number sequence, like the list of natural numbers, for example. You go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all the way to infinity. Um, you have other number sequences, like the prime numbers, 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, going on. And another good example that people will probably know is the Fibonacci sequence, 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, and so on. And all these number sequences do have their importance in mathematics. And sometimes these number sequences actually have their importance in real life as well. Um, and they could be used for actual real-world things. And a lot of things within computers do actually use a lot of these number sequences too. So if we can calculate these number sequences a lot faster, which is essentially what Load is trying to do, then we could pretty much reduce the time that all of these things take. That means we could reduce research time, we could re uh, reduce high-performance computing time, we can just reduce generally the amount of 
power and energy usage on people's computers all around the world because some of these number sequences are embedded into software that got, that gets run like literally every single day. Uh, and also importantly as well, number theorists really like this project too because if you can find a new algorithm to calculate a number sequence, then you might actually be onto something and it might show some interesting patterns within the number theory field. So, um, yeah, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting thing in terms of research as well. Uh, but uh, if you haven't gone there before, you should definitely check it out. It's called the Online Encyclopedia for Integer Sequences, and it's called oeis.org. And basically, you can just search up like a whole bunch of different number sequences. Like it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, and it's a lot cooler than you think. And I think they have, like, if I remember correctly, they have, like, a little thing on there where if you click it, it'll, like, play the number sequence as, like, a piano or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, definitely check it out if you if you haven't, because essentially this is what Lodo is working with. They're actually kind of going through the OEIS and just saying, okay, let's pick this number sequence, see if we can calculate it faster. And they're doing it with non-trivial sequences. Like, for example, um, the natural numbers would be a trivial sequence because it's literally 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So they want more interesting things. And uh, I'm actually going to demonstrate it later on in the, um, in the project brief uh, and show you guys actually an online demonstration that they have. And you can actually pull this up if you go to Loader's website as well. So now let's talk assembly. So assembly is probably one of the lowest levels of computer programming languages before we start getting into ones and zeros. And uh, basically, the levels of programming languages uh, come from the low levels and go to the high levels. So starting from the high levels, you'll probably have heard a lot of these. You've got Python, uh, JavaScript, MATLAB, um, C++ is high level. You go down a little bit, you get more kind of like the lower level languages like C. C is kind of like an intermediary between high and low level. Um, and then you get into the low level languages, which is basically assembly. Um, and then after assembly, you got literally the machine code, which is ones and zeros. And then once you get to the ones and zeros, then you start talking about transistors. And then once you get to the transistors, you start talking about physics. And then after physics, it's quantum mechanics. And then after quantum mechanics, we create a black hole and destroy the Earth. So that's how computing works. <laughs> um, or rather, programming languages. <laughs> and so assembly is down there as a low-level one. And the reason why it's called low-level is because there's not a lot of stuff you can do with it. With Python, for example, you can do all sorts of stuff. You can import libraries. You can convert stuff to a different um, type. You can um, you can print stuff in one line. You can do all sorts of crazy things. Now, don't get me wrong. Everything that you can do with Python, you can do with assembly, except it's so much more harder. Like, for example, let's let's talk about adding two numbers. All right, so if we say x is equal to y plus z, and so y and z have already been defined, let's say they're like 1 and 2, um, so x should be 3 after the instruction runs. Now, in Python, you can do that in one line, and you literally have to write x equals y plus z, and that's done. Python, done, no problem. Okay, but in assembly, 
it's a, it's a little bit harder. So all these variables will need to be loaded in from memory. So we'll need to write one instruction to load Y from memory, one instruction to load Z from memory, one instruction to add Y and Z, and then one instruction to save the value of X to memory. So that's four instructions, four lines, in order to run a single line of Python code. And so something a bit more complex, for example, like, for example, print hello world, which is what every programmer does whenever they get a new programming language, that can take probably more than five lines of assembly because what has to happen is you need to get that string first, then you need to load it into some sort of address, and then you need to um, maybe do a system call, and you have to set up that system call, and then it just gets really, really, really messy after that. And we're glad to have Python so that we don't have to do any of that messy stuff. So you're probably thinking, why the hell would anyone program in assembly? Like, it's, I mean, it is. <laughs> you ask any programmer, and they'll be like, yeah, assembly is pretty, pretty mental. Like, you don't want to be programming in assembly because, uh, unless you absolutely have to, because it's just so laborious. Um, but it is very fast. And so, if you know anyone who programs in assembly, they're either crazy or evil. So the crazy people do it because it's fun. And the evil people do it because they embed it into their C code in order to make things run faster at the cost of readability. <laughs> so <laughs> assembly isn't very wildly touched. And I think I may have annoyed some people who program in C in here. I can see some people typing in the chat. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, I love my C. But if you put assembly into your C, just come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> There you go, yeah, Tostone <laughs> says, results can be fast, takes less internal memory. That's correct. And honestly, it's unless you're working with like mission critical stuff that needs to be super quick, then maybe there'll be an exception. But other than that, the readability is horrific. So don't do that. So for the purpose of this project, the assembly code that they have from the actual loader programming language is something that a computer can manipulate really easily. So something like assembly is a lot easier to manipulate for a computer than a higher level language like Python because, uh, as I said earlier, you can. there's not a lot that you can do with it. It has a very limited instruction set. There's a very limited amount of stuff that you can actually do. And because of that, the sample space of how much things that you can create is much smaller than Python, for example. Because the Python, there's so many different functions, inbuilt functions, libraries, crazy stuff. But with assembly, it's just simple. Add these two numbers, move that number over there, save that to memory, check the disk, um, run a system call. It's, it's very, very simple. And you could probably put it into like a, probably a 20-page document on all the instruction sets in, for very simple processes. But something like an Intel processor or an AMD processor or an ARM processor, yeah, good luck. you got probably about 100 pages worth of documentation. <laughs> okay, so what exactly are you doing in this project if you're crunching it? And pretty much simple answer is you're generating programs. So your computer will be using the loader programming language and manipulating it in order to create new programming language, uh, sorry, to create more programs in order to attempt to find a new algorithm for an integer sequence or a number sequence. 
and your computer will pretty much brute force this. It'll try countless upon countless combinations of programs in order to try and generate the sequence. And it is a very computationally intensive uh, process. Um, now, here's where we get to the fun bit. I'm going to pull up a stream in a second because Loda actually has some pretty cool visualizations you can look at. Uh, and they are actually live examples that you can play with. So I'm going to load up my browser right now, so give me a moment. Switch to push to talk. Okay, share screen, loader, better text, go. All right. So you should all be able to see that if you hop into my stream on Discord. But yeah, this is the Loader homepage, and this is not the Boink homepage for it because it has a completely different Boink homepage. Uh, but it looks kind of similar. Uh, so on the Loader page, you have all the information about it. You have the live view of how many programs have been created, uh, as well as the credits and everything, uh, and all the information regarding it and how to use it, which is really good. Um, so if we hit the... Uh, not the dashboard. Okay, the dashboard is interesting. We'll take a look at that, though. But if we hit the editor, um, I was looking at this the other day, and this stuff's really cool. So, um, yeah, let's just pull up uh, Euler's totient function. So for those of you that don't know, the Euler's totient, uh, totient function is, how I think it's how many even integers, uh, count numbers, less than n, and, oh, yeah. So it's the amount of numbers that are less than a particular number and also are prime to, to that particular number. And basically what you're looking at on the left here is the loader language itself. So you have simple stuff like add, move, loop, um, move, uh, GCD, which looks like it's actually an inbuilt um, pseudo instruction for greatest common divisor. Comparison, add, sub, and loop, and then move. So that there was probably not done by a computer, because they did say that some of the more simple ones were done by actual people. Like, for example, this one was done by Jamie Morkin. Uh, so thanks, Jamie, for making this for us. And basically, what you can do is you can tell the program to run for a 1,000 sequences. So. We're basically getting all the values from Euler's totient function from 0 to 1,000. And so it'll take a little bit, and it's done. And you can see there we have the actual values of the, of the integer sequence. So they come one after another. Um, and if we go back to 10, you can see that they are a sequence. So 1, 1, 2, 2, 4, 2, 6, 4, 6, 4. Okay, and they come one after another. Flick to 100. There's 100 more of the sequence, and then 1,000. And you can, uh, this is pretty much an editor for, um, for the entire loader language. So if you ever want to interactively play with the loader language, you can do it straight from your browser. Uh, if we look at a more interesting one, um, a lot of these are very complex down here. So uh, like for example, um, what the hell is a triangular array T read by rows T and yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not, look, I did mathematics, but this, some of this stuff is a bit over my head. <laughs> um, let's just pick a random one. Let's pick the one with the biggest description. 
Whoa. Look at this thing. It's a monster. Alright. Um, oh, that looks pretty. Look at that. Not so much of a monster now, is it? Look how pretty that looks. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's the editor for Loader. Um, and you can come on and edit things and take a look at all the different discoveries that they've made. Um, and more interestingly is their dashboard. So for those of you that like Grafana, there's a Grafana dashboard for this. So currently, Loader has processed 88,000 programs. 250 are new, 1,300-ish have been updated, uh, 16 or around 17,000 have been submitted, 47 have been removed. There has been three years of CPU computing time. Uh, what else we got down here? Um, active, mi uh, active miners. Okay, so when you see miners in this project, it's actually Loader's special term for people who generate programs. So they call them miners, like you're mining a new program. Uh, so it has nothing to do with crypto mining. It's just the terminology that they decided to use. So currently we're looking at almost 500 active users. Um, and then you get daily, is this daily? Oh no, this is hourly. Wow. So yeah, hourly amount of submitted programs and everything going through. So yeah, if you're interested in the data of this, you can go check out the Grafana dashboard. Um, but yeah, that concludes the demonstration of the website. Um, and if you want to go check it out yourself, um, absolutely go for it. Uh, it's, it's basically you can go to loader-lang.org and that's how you can get to Loader. Um, what else do we have uh, on the agenda? Yeah, uh, I'll switch back to push talk. Yeah, so if you want to check it out, go try it out for yourself. Um, the website's there, and the project is up and running, so you can go and crunch it. Uh, inter uh, interestingly enough, everything in this project is open source. So the code that runs Loader, how to use it, their results, their data, and everything will all be open source. So you can go and check it out. And they explain everything really well. So I really highly recommend reading, uh, reading all the stuff on their website because they do it does explain a lot. And it works, um, it, yeah, and explains it really well. This project is CPU only, so you can't run it on your GPU. And it supports Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully we'll find some really good results from this. And I'm hoping they also make a paper or something, too. Because um, this, is, this is a very, very interesting um, piece of software. Does anyone have any questions? Fun demo, yeah. Um, glad I could actually show something this time. Usually the projects don't have much to show in terms of visualizations. You got anything, Jaringo? Nothing. Pretty well explained then? I would say so. My internet died twice during it, but I'm on board. <laughs> Uh, Project Dallas says, 
Um, it was a fun demo, and I don't understand what it does, but it's pretty to look at. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, so essentially to sum it up is we're trying to make a sequence of numbers, and computers are writing programs to find those sequences of numbers rather than using the traditional equations to do so. Um, so like, for example, uh, if we were to find a Fibonacci sequence, basically all the Fibonacci sequences add the last two numbers, right? What if we could find a different, more efficient algorithm than adding the last two numbers in order to generate the Fibonacci sequence? And the ramifications of that would be extraordinary because you can make things run so much faster for a number sequence that's used quite commonly around computing. Yeah, yeah, some, some, of the, um, some of the integer sequences produce some pretty interesting results uh, and pr quite pretty visualizations. So uh, as I said earlier, you should definitely check out oeis.org because there's a whole bunch of number sequences on there. Unfortunately, I don't know if they plot them or not, um, but I know that they have a fun thing where you can click on it to make sound from it, I think. Where you can get it to play on like a MIDI piano or something like that, which is pretty cool. Okay, if there's no more questions, I think we should probably wrap it up. All right. All right, all right. Stalling if any final questions that might come Going in. once. For Going Dr. twice. Delta. Sold. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do a close it all or? Yeah, thanks What's everyone for coming. Uh, thanks everyone for coming to the project brief. Thanks for attending and listening. Yes, I will stay healthy. I feel I feel completely fine. Um, even though my dad has COVID, so um, yeah. Um, thanks everyone for coming, <laughs> and uh, thank you, Jay Ringer, for coming as well and being a brilliant co-host and answering my weekly question for you. You're welcome. I feel like I slacked today, but I'm, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> That's okay. I think considering that there are not a lot of questions, I take it I explain the project very well. And on anyway. that, good day, sir. Good day, everyone. <laughs>